Hey, wake up, sleepyhead. It's already 8 p.m. That was some party last night, huh? I mean, wow. We drank more beer than the entire city of Milwaukee. We ran into David Hasselhoff. We ate a Chia Pet whole. And we turned a Domino's Pizza into a communist utopia. What? You don't remember any of that? Shit, you're lost. Welcome back to My Parents' Basement, the only show that is going to have a hangover for like a week. I'm Griffin. I'm Sam. I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. That was a very... It's been a while since you wrote an intro. It's been a while since I've written an intro. Yeah. I always appreciate the days when you write them because I'm just like, I get to take a break. <laughs> just and gives not. you a day off. It really does just give me a, a day. A week. You're a welcome. week off. <laughs> Thank you. But we are back. We have a we have a lot to talk about. We've watched a lot. And um, at the end of today, we're gonna go over the best and worst casting in movies. In our opinion, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I'm feeling it today. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it, Mister Krabs. I'm feeling it. Oh, I'm feeling it too. Yeah, I'm feeling it all over. Y- you ate a chia pet. I'm assuming you did. Uh, I'm gonna feel that one in the morning. Yeah, um, where did that? What should we start with? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm thinking that we should start with let's start with the weirdest thing of the of the week by far. The the headliner? The headliner. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Oh so, my god. So, um the people at M M&M, and M, or like the people that own M M&M, and M have decided to make Nestle. Yeah, Nestle. Have decided to make the M M&M and M mascots more inclusive. Whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that means. <laughs> Like, that means something to somebody. Like, as far as we can tell at this moment, it is just that they took off the Green's go-go boots and put her in sneakers. Yeah, place them with just regular sneakers. And, and like, I, I, get, I, I think they don't have gender anymore, but that's not the part that we're confused about. Like, who decided the M&Ms needed to be more inclusive? There was no, like, you know those memes where it's like nobody, literally nobody? Yeah. That was, that was this week with the Eminem mascots. Literally, nobody was complaining about this. No one asked for this. It was just, hey, why not? I mean, there has to, they had to have, like, just thought it was like, hey, free publicity, right? Because there's no way that this was in response to anything. Oh, yeah. Like, surely it was just, like, a meme enough thing that they knew it, was, it would get headlines or it would get, like, people, some people reactionarily mad about it. Yeah, we're not, just to be clear, we're not mad about this. No, I'm, I'm just, like, confused, really. Yeah, I think, because, like, the, the last commercial I remember with the M&Ms is the one with Danny DeVito. Do you remember that? I don't, even, I don't even know that one. It was the one where the red M&M wishes he was a human and he turns into Danny DeVito. That sounds wonderful. It was wonderful. But, I would love that. But, like, the, the M&Ms were already very diverse and not even human. <laughs> yeah, also, not humans, they are a candy. Yeah. It's... It, I, I just don't know what to say about it, to be perfectly frank. It's it, just it's weird. It's just baffling. But the only thing that was more baffling than the uh, decision itself to uh, rein in the M&Ms was people's reactions to it. Yeah, people lost their mind. Particularly, particularly, um, did you see Tucker Carlson, uh, the great one of the great minds of our time? Um, did you see his reaction to this news? No, I did not. What what did oh that moron say? <laughs> Uh, basically, the way he phrased everything about this was that, well, of course it was, like, the libs, uh, attacking M&Ms or something like that, but, uh, he was like, they made the green M&M less sexy. Yeah, oh my god, okay, there was also, there was also a Rolling Stone article that I want to bring up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this that. To you? Did yes, I... you did, I love it so much. It's, I can't believe this was published in the Rolling Stone article. It's... It was it was an article that said let the green M M&M and M be a little slut. Absolute headline of the year contender. I, I don't think that can be beaten in just sheer stupidity. 
<laughs> it's just incredible. But yeah. It, it's like so fun. Like I feel like that had to have been a joke, at least partially. Oh, right. I, I have no idea. It, there's, there's just no way. It was. I definitely think that headline was just to get clicks because it, it fucking. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it fucking made me click on it. <laughs> they, they, they got my ass. But yeah, the thing. <laughs> so fucking funny. We could barely talk about this with a straight face. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with the fucking Tucker Carlson thing is that he was like so dead set. He was like, "I want to be horny to pictures of the green M M&M and M," and goddamn it, I can't. I just like every every whenever I hear people complain about this, I'm reminded of like this nostalgia critic joke he made once. Like, remember when he did his fuck up lists? Like, they, um, like, I, I were, think so. They were really old. There was one joke in there where like the 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 internet troll character. Their mom called down, and the the joke was, "Well, can you stop masturbating the pictures of the green Eminem? It's unnatural." <laughs> <laughs> and that was all I could think of during this entire thing. Oh my god, it's just not right. I think I'm more ashamed of the people that are upset about this than Eminem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's revealing something about yourself if you're like fuming about this yeah. my, my favorite bit is like about this entire thing is like we want to make them more inclusive but mm-hmm. when you see the picture they're li- they literally look the exact except for the boots they look exactly the same <laughs> as far as we know that is the sole change that they've made that's the only change i've noticed <laughs> this is so funny yeah it's just like between this and and Elon Musk being the world's greatest con artist, it's just been a weird week. Yeah, I, it it was a a great topic for shit like Twitter. They were just all over that. Yeah, I remember like um, seeing it on trending and being like, oh, is there like a new flavor or something, or do they change something? And people are upset. And I thought they were going to change something about the candy itself. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> fool. No. You fool. I'm a, I am a fool. But... Really? Really? What did you think? We we live in a post-Go-Go Boots world now. <laughs> I... Just, like... I am just very curious. Like... Do people actually give a shit about this? And if they do, why? Yeah, it, yeah, th- that's that's the the question of the day. If you really care about this, why? I, you know what I bet it actually was. Mm-hmm. I bet they were like, let's redesign the M and M's, or like let's attempt to. And but they but they quickly realized there's no way to really redesign them apart from taking away the boots. Yeah, they're just circles. They're circles with eyes. Yeah. So I bet instead of a redesign, they were like, I know what we can do that's going to get publicity mm-hmm. and give us some good PR. We'll, we'll say we're making them more inclusive mm-hmm. and then just simply say, oh, yeah, they no longer have gender. I- implying they had gender to begin with. Yeah, implying they were not fucking chocolate candies to begin with. That brings up, like, a whole can of worms. Because there's a commercial where they just straight up eat another M&M. Yeah, they do, I feel like they do that often. It, so does that mean they were just committing cannibalism this entire time? Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Lots of moral quandaries brought up by this, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> oh my god, should we move on? Yeah, we can, we can move on. Let's go into probably the, the, the next dumb thing that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Which is the the hexagon NFTs? Yeah. Okay. What what the fuck is this? Why so, is this? So as as far as I can tell from what from what um from what Jules has shown me, it's basically like you have um a hexagon outline to your NFT mm-hmm. because every all of the um the things for profile pictures are circled. So it's essentially like if you have the hexagon one, 
it's yours, I think. Yeah, oh, so you can, like, prove that it's actually your NFT because your profile picture changes to a hexagon? Yeah, it's a Twitter thing. It is a Twitter thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's if you have that, um, if you own the, the picture that you're using, quote-unquote, I, I can't put enough air quotes around own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you own the picture that you're using as your profile pic, um, you get a special funny hexagon around your uh, on your Twitter account. My question is, why the fuck are they like specially catering towards NFT owners? Like, who gives a shit? Okay, I found out the reason why. It's oh, because if you pay for a two ninety nine Twitter Blue subscription, you get the mm-hmm. feature. Oh, of course. It of all comes course. back to money, okay. dude. It all comes back okay. to money. Now everything makes sense. It really okay. does make more sense once you figure that out, don't you? Yeah, that that's literally all you need to know. Now, now it makes fucking perfect sense. Oh, that's so stupid. Do you do you want to know what the funniest part about it is? What? People in the NFT community aren't happy about this. Why? What could be the issue? They're like, that's not good enough. <laughs> right, according, not enough. according to the tweet that I'm looking at, part of what makes this feature important to NFTs is the ability to prove ownership at a glance. You've created a system that still allows people to right-click and to right-click, save, and benefit. Verified collections need to be marked on the hexagon. So essentially, so is- but mm-hmm. like... I guess what he's saying is, like, just because it's in a hexagon shape now doesn't mean you still can't use it. Which, I just, I don't, why, oh my god. I, every, every time we talk about something with M- NFTs, like, the entire concept is so bafflingly stupid that, like, we, we really have trouble just, like, getting our heads around the fucking concept. Yeah, like it, last week with I think the voice one is dumber by far. Um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a good chance the voice one is dumber. The voice one is dumber, but at the same time, like I, I do not understand what people thought would happen when they bought an NFT and then displayed it to the internet. Yeah. Please don't copy. Please don't uh, right-click it. Please don't. At this point, people are right-clicking it just out of spite, and also people have like um, started pu- putting out like hexagon banners to put like mm-hmm. over the NFT. <laughs> that's really funny. Which I oh fucking love. I think that's hilarious. I. I honestly think that the people are just mad about NFTs right now because of, like, it's the same reason why you you don't walk away from a casino when you're losing. Like, it's, the, mm. it's like the sunk cost thing. You put that much money into it, you want to get something out of it. Oh, yeah. It's like, if you're one of the poor saps that spent, like, whatever insane amount of money, if you spent, like, 20 Ethereum or something like that on an NFT, and you're... Now all you're left with is a fucking picture of a monkey. You're going to want to try and get some value out of that shit and be like, actually, this was a good purchase. Yeah, you want to justify it somehow. Yeah. Which you're never going to. You're never going to. Like, I just don't... Whoever came up with this, I want to know who came up with NFTs. And I want to know exactly, like, what they were thinking. I, I, I'm genuinely curious about what their thought process was when they spawned NFTs. Mm-hmm. Hard to tell if they were a genius or a the artist. dumbest person on Earth. Yeah, also also could be a con artist. Yeah, it, it's another Elon Musk situation. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's just another one of those. I just... Damn it, he got us again. Because, like, again, no matter what you do, it will mm-hmm. be able to be copied. There's nothing you can do about that. Like, but you see, but you see, you, you won't own the blockchain, and it's all about the blockchain. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's like people are treating it like it's a work of art. I kind of mm-hmm. understand where they're coming. 
They're like, I own the original copy. It's like owning the original Mona Lisa. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's like the whole point. And everyone else owns like a reprint. But the difference is, is we know where the original is, and there's a reason why it's so special. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about NFTs. Yeah, well, yeah. That that's the entire thing. Is like, you you're trying to assign this like insane amount of value to what is just some fucking stupid picture. Like, that, that are, are literally cranked out by a computer algorithm. Like, the fucking monkey ones, they're, like, a copy-paste of, like, 20 different hats, 20 different facial expressions, 20 different shirts, all just fucking mixed together. It is the, li- literally the laziest fucking shit. You, you know what I, you know what I absolutely bet, though? What? In, in the future, there's gonna be NFT museums. I... Oh, God. Oh, I, I oh don't, don't even put that in my head. I don't want... I don't want to live in a world like that, but you know for damn certain, like, that's exactly what's going to happen. I guarantee you, like, in the ages of painting and shit, mm-hmm. there was, like, they, they probably had a similar problem where someone painted something, showed it to someone else, and then they copied it. And then it's like, look what I made. What? Look what oh, I yeah, made. yeah, like, like, like knockoff artists are, have been a thing for forever. Yeah, for exa- sure. exactly. The only difference is it, between, like, the art community and the NFT community is we can determine originals in the art community. Right. We can't do that yet in the NFT community. So the day that happens, I guarantee you, museum. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's going to be oh, in this, Fortnite. This so painful. It's going to be in Fortnite. Dear God. <laughs> If they put a fucking NFT in Fortnite, I'll I will cry. No, 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 no. An NFT museum. <laughs> oh, for a special viewing of, of your NFTs in it, Fortnite? Exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you pay admission, and you get to view all of the monkeys. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> see, see, we're, we're laughing about this, but the day it happens, we're going to hate ourselves. Oh, no, it, it, it's going to become the truth, unfortunately. Because it's not like it's not that, that far fetched of an idea, and uh, yeah, and it's not that far in the future either. Oh God, I don't, I don't. But you know what is, you know what isn't that far in the future either. But on a much brighter note, what Lego Star Wars is coming out. Let's soon. fucking go! Let's, it's real. Let's it's move real. On. <laughs> let's move on to things that actually make us happy. We're done with the stuff that we just don't understand. It's time to talk about things that we want. It's the things that we need. Yeah, th- yeah, need is a better adjective for the for Lego Star Wars. I I was very skeptical of this since day one, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mainly because like, oh, you're doing this for a cash grab. Like, I was so nervous they were just gonna shit this out. But right, because like when they announced it, it was like right around the the end of like the Star Wars uh, movie, the sequels, like right around when Rise of Skywalker came out. Yeah, and I thought they were gonna do it then to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. But then they just didn't, and like four years later, yeah, they actually decided to like sit on the move, sit on the game, and like actually decide to make a, a good game out of it. And it's there are just so there's just so much in it that it's like. For us specifically, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Well, so when when they announced it, it was like a short trailer, and actually, like coincidentally, we we talked about it pretty recently. We were like, "Hey, remember that like Lego Star Wars uh, Skywalker series game? Wasn't that like supposed to come out?" And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah!" Like we haven't heard about that in two years, and then like a week later, there the fucking trailer for it dropped. Yeah, but well, like originally when it came out, um, like. They didn't really show much about it, and I just figured it would be, like... Like, I was somewhat interested, because, like, oh, it's gonna be, like, all nine games. Like, that's a lot of content. Um, but also, like... Uh, also, like... I, I just figured it would be, like, a normal fucking LEGO game, which I hadn't bought in a very long time. Uh, like, like, like there... I've played a ton of the LEGO games, but I hadn't bought one in a, in a long time. I was like, it'll just be, like, all the others. But this one, it actually looks like they're trying to change up, like, a bunch of the very tired and old formulas and, like, make something new. Yeah, like, something you told me was, like, they were they were changing the combat. Yeah. And, and that confused me, because I was like, what? How do you change combat in a LEGO game? Yeah, in a, in a LEGO game. They're actually trying to change the combat in a LEGO game. What, which, 
I'm happy about. In the end, in the in their beginning, it was just mash this button. Uh huh. It was more about the puzzles than the combat. But uh, yeah, they're they're actually trying something new. Uh, I the thing that you mentioned to me that sold me on this. Mm-hmm. What? Was, oh my god. Was mumble mode? Mumble mode is so hype. I'm so excited for it. So, for, so for those who don't understand what this is, you're too young to be watching this. Uh, mm. But <laughs> essentially, in the original Lego games, like I think it was up to Lego Batman Two, mm-hmm. there were nobody spoke. It was just them grunting and making noises. Yeah, they would grunt and they would just like per- be a lot more like performative and do a bunch of bunch of actions. Yeah. So like, and when they lost that, I was actually kind of upset because like I I loved that. I thought it was always so funny. Yeah, it, it was always like super quirky, and it was it was a completely unique thing that the Lego games did. That like when they when they got voice acting, like not that there's anything wrong with the voice acting or anything like that. It was just like I don't know. It felt like stuff other other things had been doing. Yeah, it, it felt less special. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that they're like. You know what? If you want, if you don't want to listen to the voice actors who tried their heart out, you don't have to. Yeah, you you actually don't have to. You can just turn on fucking grunts instead if you want, which is hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah, and apparently there's gonna be like a, the open world is gonna be giant. Hmm. And there's there's gonna be like better vehicle gameplay, and and like there's like third person shooter like sh- stuff. It really is just like they're really putting their heart and soul into this, and mm-hmm. we, we, yeah, yeah, and we gotta give them credit. Usually, we're the first to shit on something and be like, "This is gonna suck," mm-hmm. but like, I don't have anything bad to say about this. Yeah, no, they they're putting everything into this, and it's it's like genuinely super impressive because they they really didn't have to. They they really didn't. People would have bought it regardless. Oh yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like like we said, they um, they could have just like shit this out as a fucking cash grab right before, um, like like right around when Rise of Skywalker came out. But they didn't. They actually took their time to make it a real game. Yeah, and we're gonna play the shit out of it. Oh my god, yeah. Like I'm getting it on Steam so I can play it with you. <laughs> Very excited for this. I'm so excited. You know what else I'm excited for? What's that? A chicken run sequel, <laughs> which I okay. I I had no idea was a thing until like a few days ago. Yeah, when did you find this out? How is this fucking real? I found this out like about two days after we uh we we recorded the episode. Mm-hmm. And I found I found it on Variety. Netflix sets chicken run sequel and Wallace and Gromit film. So, I'm excited. How excited? Holy shit. Holy shit. I these guys are just so great with animation. Like Oh my, yeah. Like say what you will about their recent movies, but like everything they make is at least pleasing to look at. It and always I, looks so fun. Yeah. So like I'm just beyond excited for this. I'm just very confused how you make a chicken run sequel because that first movie just kind of ended like yeah it it ended in a communist utopia <laughs> just like that dominoes yeah no but, but yeah like that it had a definite ending that like didn't really leave anything open for a sequel maybe it, I don't know have they said anything about it not really I don't really know exactly who's going to be in it mm-hmm. uh chicken run dawn of the nugget what follows ginger who having pulled off a death-defying escape from tweedy's farm has set up a peaceful island sanctuary for the whole flock far from the dangers of the human world when she and rocky hatch a little girl called molly ginger's happy ending seems complete but back on the mainland a whole of chicken kind faces a new and terrible threat. Wait. What so, is that? Were, so was 
those are the characters from the original, right? Ginger and yeah, Mark no, Gibson. yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. So I, I wonder if they're getting Mel Gibson. No, they're get apparently Zachary Levi is Rocky, not Mel Gibson. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's I don't want to get. It's for the yeah. best. It's for the best. It's uh, I, I would say it's definitely for the best. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I I'm genuinely curious because I think the first Chicken Run is hilarious. I I love the first Chicken Run. That's what one of my favorite movies. It's so good. Yeah, so I apparently they've been like debating doing a sequel for a very long time, mm-hmm. but like they were just waiting for a, like the right story or creative. Yeah, a Chicken Run sequel was often discussed at Ardman, but the studio needed the right story and the right partner. All right, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm also got it. I'm also excited for like a nice Wallace and Gromit. It's been a while since one of those. I think it's been like since <gasps> 2008. Oh my god, yeah. No, it has. Uh, was, was it Curse of the Were-Rabbit? Was that like the last thing they did with Wallace and Gromit? No, I think Curse of the Were-Rabbit was the la- like the only movie yeah. they've ever done. Like, it's the only feature-length movie. But, mm-hmm. um... So, the, this will be the first Wallace and Gromit film since the 2008 BAFTA-winning and Oscar-nominated A Matter of Loaf and Death. Oh, cool yeah oh this one involves a smart gnome that spirals out of control (laughs) what (laughs) i'm so excited oh boy this is going to be something else holy god i feel like our relationship can best be well like besides the fact that you're not a dog can best be described Mm -hmm. as wallace and grummet um yeah yeah i would say that (laughs) (laughs) Like just one, just one insane dude with a lot of weird ideas who loves cheese, mm-hmm. and the other guy who just kind of <laughs> deals with it and has to put up with his shit and fix it. <laughs> has has to clean up everything. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah how sure. Not, how does that not describe us? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear god. I'm I'm excited for these. I always do love me like a nice stop motion. I wonder if this will be like mm-hmm. real stop motion or just like. CG. That's a good question. Yeah, no, there's absolutely always like a really good charm to something that like puts in the effort to do genuine stop motion, like uh, Ardman usually does. Yeah, like yeah, the Lego Movie looked nice, but like once you realize mm-hmm. it's not actually stop motion, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit out of it, just a tiny. A little bit, bit yeah. I, I I still really like how the Lego Movie looks and how like. Oh yeah, no, it looks amazing, especially like how perfectly it looks like legos yes yeah no that's absolutely but like i like it's an impressive movie but it would have been mm-hmm. like one step more if it was actually stop motion oh yeah if it, if it was real stop motion that would be incredible but they, they could have never done that they could have never done that with with the lego movie I, I yeah i think so yeah do you remember the lego movie got a sequel Yes, I do remember that. I have not. I haven't seen it, but I do remember that it, it existed. I completely forgot about it until just this moment. <laughs> like, why was it so forgotten? That's weird. It, it's because like that first one left such an impact, and was that's like, true. Yeah, it, the first one was just like so special that I think everyone immediately knew that like no matter what they do, it's never gonna hold a candle. Oh yeah, it, it was gonna be lightning in a bottle no matter what. Yeah, so I think everyone just kind of like. People saw it, I know, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think anyone like loves it or like hates. It, it was all right. I did see it on a plane. It was okay. It was yeah. It was it was eh. Yeah, because like again, like a big part of that movie was that was that twist, mm-hmm. where it was all just that kid playing with it. Oh yeah, that that was that was so nice. Like that was so so nice. Well, yeah, when it all ties into the the kid and the dad, it, I really love that. Yeah, it was. It was nice, but, like, the second one didn't, like, have that twist. Mm-hmm. Right, it didn't have that, like, power to stand, or to, like, get you with. It was sort of, you knew way more what what you were going into, or what, what you were getting going into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit. We are very excited. Let's fucking go. It's very, it's very rare that we're, like, this giddy about stuff. Mm-hmm. About freaking Chicken Run 2. I love it, dude. That's not that's not the only thing that I, I'm giddy about. The next thing we want to talk about, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited that today 
the Percy Jackson Disney Plus series finally got the green light. Yeah, so but, when you told me about this, I was a little surprised because I, I, I swear that there had been like announcements about um, a Percy Jackson series, but I, I think the, the news with this is that it, it is the um, it, it actually got greenlit, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, that is the news about it. Yeah, it is, it, one thing I remember seeing about this was that it actually has the creator of the Percy Jackson books, um, Rick Riordan, Riordan yeah. uh, behind it. Rick something, we can't pronounce it. Yeah, which gen- gen- generally, when the like creator of the original work is behind like a reboot or a you know a movie version or whatever, it's it's usually a good sign that like there's actually going to be care and effort put into it. Yeah, like we were we like with the Avatar show, we were very mm-hmm. excited about it until the creators left. Yeah, and it's that that's surely been stuck in like development hell forever, right? Yes, absolutely. Although we have, we've actually gotten a bunch of. Like, there's been, like, trickles of news about that, I, I feel. Yeah, no, there's like, been trickles of it. Like, we get, like, casting and... Well, yeah. They showed the casting for, I think, some of the more side characters, like Iroh, and I think a couple other of, like, the adults re- somewhat recently. Um, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. But, like, I... Ba- but, like, I remember watching the, uh, like, the Lightning Thief movies... Oh yeah, those? did you, did you like them? I remember liking them because I was really young when they came out, and I was like right in the middle of the books hype. Oh but, okay. Like, but like, I remember like rewatching them like when when I was older and, mm-hmm. and like further away from the books, and just being like, these were not good, were they? The, yeah, the, the, these were not it, huh? Yeah, these were these were kind of bad. <laughs> Yeah, especially just compared to like how much I I really really liked the books um, as a kid. I, I was like obsessed with the, with like the whole series as a kid. Um, yeah, the the movies were not it. Yeah, but like I I'm very excited. You know who hates those movies more than anybody? Who? Rick Royden. Oh yeah, he he wasn't really involved with that, right? He, he probably just like sold the rights. Yeah, he was not involved in it at all. And he hates those movies <laughs> so much. Like, like everyone was like, when he was like working on this new one, mm-hmm. everyone was like, so, so is this going to be better than those movies? And he was like, anything is better than those movies. It's like, like, it absolutely will. <laughs> I'm just very excited about it. I, I have not read or looked at anything Percy Jackson related in mm. years. So, like, I'm expecting this to take me back to, like, my like my childhood a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's going to take me back to fucking middle school for sure. Yeah. Although, I am wondering, like, because it, the Percy Jackson books are more like an our generation thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder, is he going to go, like, more the children route or more like the the young adult route Mm. i feel like you could mix them um without like i feel like the movies went went pretty young adult route but it was also like cringy like of that era um like young adult dystopian sort of movies yeah um which ended up being very bad but so there's like the books are are pretty are like you know they're they're for kids but they they're also like like for young adults like like when when we read them we were in middle school yeah that's very true i like i remember buying the last one and bringing it into mm-hmm. school and during <laughs> recess just reading it just like, yeah yeah no literally i remember um we, we actually like read i think the first one like as like part of like one of our like school readings in sixth grade and I I liked it so much I went out and bought like the next fucking four in the in the quintilogy and yeah. <laughs> I just like immediately read them all. It, w- these were good books. Like I, they probably would still hold up today. Honestly, I think so. Yeah. So just like the fact that we are getting this and it's finally going to be like the actual author's vision. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah. But do you have anything? Like, something that I remember very clearly about the movies mm-hmm. was that they actually just straight up didn't follow the books. Yeah, no, they they like changed a lot. Uh, I remember. 
Like I, but my I remember very vividly in the theater, like in the first, like the lightning thief, they fight the Hydra, and I remember turning to my mom and going, "That wasn't in the book." Yeah, like, when did they fight the fucking Hydra? In the second book. Yeah, yeah. I I actually never saw the Sea of Monsters the movie. I did on um, a plane. If you can't tell, I watch bad movies on plane. Yeah, it's a good time to watch bad movies because it's free. Yeah, but like. I think they fought, like, Kronos in that movie. What? And I'm just like, what the fuck? So was there never supposed to be another sequel? Like, Yeah, they must have realized, like, in the middle of making that movie, they were like, all right, we're, we're fucked, we're done, we're done. We're yeah. never going to be able to make another one. Let's just, let's just end it. It was really upsetting, because I remember liking the cast. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, uh, like Pierce Brosnan the- was the centaur guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember that effect uh, looking really good, actually. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Um, at the main actor who played Percy Jackson, I didn't love. Was it Logan he was like, Learman? He, he, was like, he was, like, fine. I think it was Maybe. Logan Learman. Yeah, I, I, I didn't love him. It was He was, like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Everyone in that movie was just kind of okay. Yeah, everyone was just okay. But, I, you know what? That's not what we're going to get here. We're going to get something that's at least going to be good. And if it's not, uh, yeah, then Rick Royden, if not, then Rick Royden has no one to blame but himself. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be hyping this all up, and then next week it'll be like, news, Rick Royden has jumped ship. Yeah. I would fucking find that so funny. <laughs> he's been the one that's the most excited about this, honestly. Yeah, no, yeah, he's been, like, spearheading this whole thing and, like, drumming up press for it. Yeah, and if he just goes, all right, I'm done. Like, what? Right, I, I am fucking out of here. I am Audi 5000, bitch. Peace. Oh, it's too fair. It, it can't get much worse than the uh, the Avatar uh, Netflix series where the, the original creators said, not, not only did they say, fuck this, they said, fuck this, we're going to make better shows than you and, like, create our own new studio to make better shows than this. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. You want to ruin our stuff, then we'll just put more effort into the real universe yeah well we'll just make new shows oh god i just the whole world of adaptations is weird it's yeah it, it's such a mixed bag when was the last good book to movie adaptation oh boy um what was the really bad one that was like a disney movie that came out like last artemis, year artemis fowl yeah yeah that, I forgot that happened. That, Josh, was, that one was, like, really bad. Josh Gad was in that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I've I Also, like, last thing on this topic, then we can move on to what we watch and what we mm-hmm. play in. I've always been a guy that has said they should stop making books in the movies and start making them into TV shows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, generally. But, like... Think about it. The Witcher, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, when they had a mm-hmm. book to follow, and and like this are probably gonna be are probably so much better than they would be as movies. Right. Yeah. Make it a series so you can actually spend time with all the characters that you have like three hundred pages usually to get to know in a book versus like an hour or a couple hours in a movie. Yeah, and then you don't have to separate it into two parts, even though there was nothing that needed two parts about it. Harry Potter only did it because that book was 800 pages. That book was long as fuck. That book oh was my a god! Bible. Yeah. Oh uh, Jesus. You want to move on to what we watching? Yeah. Let's do. Let's do some what we watching. What we playing? The, uh, I'll go. I'll go first this time if you don't mind. Roll out. I um. I am of course still watching Peacemaker, mm-hmm. and I I gotta be honest. I'm really liking that. Sh- it's really good, dude. That intro is really sick. It's not just the intro, like, it, it's actually, like, a legitimately good show, and, like, I remember there were times where I was, like, laughing hard at this episode, which mm-hmm. I just wasn't expecting to happen. I thought it was just going to be, like, bleh, but it wasn't. I, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a comedy show, right? Well, yeah, but, like, comedy in the same way The Suicide Squad was comedy. That's true, yeah. Like, it, it is James Gunn. He does know how to interject a little bit of drama into the humor. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's it's just really good, and I'm really enjoying it. I am very excited to uh, for this week's episode. I have no idea what's going to happen, but, like, 
I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just nice. It's a good show, it's, it's and I'm enjoying good. it. Like if you if you got an HBO Max account to anyone who's listening, Jack, <laughs> uh, I would suggest you watch it. Like just check it out. It's really good. Would you uh, recommend it, especially if people have seen um, Suicide Squad? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the other thing that I have been watching is uh is an anime called the 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 disastrous life of psyche k oh psyche k how's that going i just finished it actually okay i finished that and the netflix reboot because the netflix reboot was only six episodes long oh (laughs) yeah but i i really liked it i thought it was it was funny it was nice to have on in the background and every once in a while Hmm. you pay attention go what the fuck like it's just one of those shows that like you don't really have to think to watch it you're not there's not really an ongoing plot Mm -hmm. and like to be fair i like the ending a lot but at the same time like i did want a little bit more and in the reboot gave me that in one singular episode the only episode that continues from the end of the original series (laughs) oh wow is the last episode other than that, it takes place like during, like the main uh, series. I, okay, so everything else is like essentially disconnected from, or like all all separate from the original series. I mean, sort of. Like, I I think if you cared hard enough, you could probably fit it in, mm-hmm. like right in between seasons one and two. But like at the same time, I I don't care. Uh, <laughs> It's a slice of life anime. It doesn't really matter. Right, yeah. It's very, very episodic. Very just like hop in and drop out. Yeah. So it's like, but like, I don't understand. If you're going to do it like that, then why make the last episode a continuation? Hmm. That's the only part of it I don't understand. And oh, it, it, maybe, they, maybe this is something they like really wanted to, to tell or say. Yeah. And it also really bothered me because the continuation episode was the best episode of the of the thing. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I want to know what happens to them at the after the end." Like, I want to know like who knows now and who doesn't, mm-hmm. or and what his life is like. Like, <laughs> so the fact that we only get one episode of it is kind of annoying. I also did finish Smiling Friends. How did you like it, the whole show? <laughs> Dude, it it is just so up our alley. <laughs> I, I I really need to watch it. I just need to fucking be able to watch it. It's locked behind Adult Swim's bullshit for me right now. It really does just fit our niche perfectly. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like... Also, Lyle is in it. That makes me Oh my curious. god! He, he is in it. You found him. So so apparently he plays in the second episode. He plays Jimmy Fallon. Wait, he was. Yeah, he was Jimmy. Oh Fallon. my god! And and in another episode, he's this guy called Mister Man, and he's just doing Lyle's voice. So it's very obvious. <laughs> it's like, well, the shape of my head causes me constant pain. I'm like, Dad, like, <laughs> oh, it, it it's you, it's you. Yeah. So that that's really funny. And, like, apparently James Rolfe is in it, the angry video game nerd. Really? Oh, my God. I don't know where he is in it, but I'm going to find him. Y- y- yeah, you gotta find him. And, and Gilbert Godfrey is in it. <laughs> Which, it's really funny. I was watching the Gilbert Godfrey part on YouTube, and one of the comments was, if I had a nickel for every time James Rolfe and Gilbert Godfrey were in something together, I'd have two. Which isn't much, but it's weird that it happened twice. They've been in two things together? Yeah, he did an AVGN review with Gilbert Godfrey. What? Yeah. What? Oh, dude, I'll send it to you. It's great. I did not know that. Oh, my God. It's absolutely fantastic. I, I love it. I did not know that. Yeah, it, it's just like Gilbert Godfrey's just yelling at him the whole time. <laughs> it is great. Oh I love it so much. It's so funny. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been watching. I really hope it gets a season two, Smiling Friends. Mm-hmm. But uh, what have what have you been watching? Let's see. 
Um, I finished Hawkeye. Did we talk about? I don't think we talked about that last we, week, did we? No, we said we were going to talk about it this week. Okay, yes, yeah. I, I was thinking. I was thinking we didn't uh, fit that in. So I finished Hawkeye. Okay, what'd you think? Uh, I I liked it. I think I out of the uh, Disney Plus shows that I've seen, which is Hawkeye and uh, Loki, I definitely liked Hawkeye better. I thought you Loki do. Loki was pretty messy. Really, I liked Loki more. I, I there was just a lot wrong with Loki. <laughs> It, it was, like, so messy towards... Like, I thought it... I, I was really intrigued at the start of it, but then it just got so messy at the end. Yeah, I get that. I get I get that feeling. And I, I did not like the Loki... Ex-Loki ship. Oh, yeah. That that was a thing. That, that, that sure was a thing. Yeah. Uh, but wh- why, like... I, I just like it when Marvel goes weird, so that's why I love mm-hmm. Loki. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I get, I get. If you, that's not your speed, Hawkeye is the best one. Yeah, Hawkeye was definitely a lot more traditional Marvel. Yeah, I also do just love that, like, because like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you have a guy that can fly and a and a super soldier with a metal arm, and Hawkeye's mm-hmm. just a dude with a bow and arrow, and he spends half the se- the se- season just like with ice packs and just yeah. laying on the couch, just like I'm so tired, yeah. just annoyed and bruised. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which works so well for him oh yeah no it was like perfect for his character yeah yeah and like also something that i love is like the new character kate bishop like mm-hmm. she's not like immediately the best at everything i remember like when mm-hmm. we first were watching it we we mentioned this how like in her like first fight with people she gets the shit kicked out of her yeah like, she wins she- but she barely yeah, she messes up like a whole a whole lot, and she gets the shit kicked out of her like pretty often. Yeah, yeah. I, which like which whenever when she wants to do better, we're kind of like mm-hmm. you know what we know you can do better. You just need guidance. Yeah, you, you just need dad. It's really funny how on one hand like Disney is so tone deaf on how to make a strong female character. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, they're so good at making a strong female character. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they just do it well. And, then and it's like not they, not they highlighted. Mul- and then sometimes they do Mulan. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they do. Sometimes they do a little Mulan. Yeah. What was? Okay. I, I I think the last episode was the best episode of it. Yeah, I think so. But I do I do like how though one of the big action scenes in one of the episodes is him at a at, at a larping thing. I, I didn't mind the larping. I don't know if they needed to bring the larping guys through like the entire series. <laughs> I don't know why they did either, but like I guess it's because like yeah, when you're just some dude that shoots bow and arrows, you need all the help. Because they were, you know, why? It's because they were actually like law enforcement. Yeah, so like we can actually help out and like you know, whatever they did, like guide people to safety. Yeah. Although I f- I found it a little cringy when they actually suited up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was oh like, yeah. I was like, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need that. Oh yeah, for sure they did. <laughs> yeah, but I, this is very I think unnecessary. I think we are forgetting to. I'm forgetting to ask you about the biggest thing about this this show. Uh huh. He's back. Is he back? I th- I think he's still back. Oh yeah, because he he got no no he he's not back right. No, he's he fucking dead. He's no, fucking dead. We never saw him get shot. So okay, so Wilson Fisk is back. Vincent D'Onofrio is back as the kingpin, mm. and according to Vincent D'Onofrio, it's the same character from Daredevil, which is interesting. Very interesting. It is very interesting. It makes me so happy because Daredevil was the best of those shows. Uh huh. So if they're gonna bring those if they're old gonna br- shows, yeah, if they're gonna bring one in, I'm happy mm. it's Daredevil. Have it be Daredevil. I, yeah. I I will say though, as someone who hasn't seen Daredevil, like maybe this is just like carries over. I thought they didn't do a great job of like showing Kingpin being intimidated, intimidating before like the series was over. No, they did not. So in, in Daredevil, he's he like you understand why he's so intimidating. But in mm-hmm. this, like I remember Hawkeye's being like, "That's the guy we've been trying to avoid this whole time," and I'm just yeah. like, I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
like from what it seemed like he was just kind of strong and he had like what seemed like a bulletproof vest which like i i know that's not exactly kingpin but like that's just what it seemed like from the show yeah no i think i don't think he was wearing a bulletproof vest i think they just were like he's he's the comic kingpin now he's just yeah. can, he can just take that shit now yeah he just doesn't fucking care dude yeah but as you mentioned he does he he gets quote unquote shot yeah. in the face but again that mirrors a thing that happened in the comics like to a t uh-huh okay in which in which echo which is that the deaf character right is that oh, oh yeah so it's the same character yeah it's the same character corners corners him in a in a wrestling ring instead of in an alley mm-hmm. and and just shoots him in the face and he lives so so like i i seriously doubt this is the last we've seen of him mm-hmm. also echo is getting her own show like wait really yeah which i'm kind of excited about like i okay. like i remember liking that character Mm-hmm. So like I'm ex- I'm curious to see where it's gonna go, but like why would they give her a show if she did what she set out to do, which is avenge her dad's death? Right. If, if Kingpin's actually Audi. Yeah. Like I, like again. Also, why would you bring him back just to shoot him in the face? Yeah, for like an episode and have him do not really much, and then just shoot him. Well, like, I would definitely go see a movie where he's the villain. Hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, they could do a just do a Daredevil movie now. Yeah, like the, the they have the rights again. Is Kingpin traditionally a Daredevil villain, or is he like like a Spider-Man villain? I, he's both. He's he's. I usually more closely associate him with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but like, I think he's just evolved into more of a Daredevil villain. No, okay. I could I could be wrong. It could be the other way around. But like yeah, he like seriously, we have three more Spider-Man movies coming. Oh god. How I forgot about that. Yeah. How great would it be if like one of those was against the Kingpin? Mhm. Like I would love that. Yeah, I, I mean it fucking could be. Why not? Yeah. I guess it depends on what happens in uh, No Way Home, which I still don't know, by the way. Yeah, I I was I wanted to say some things about it, but I still can't say shit to you. Sorry. God, you're the only human. Okay, if you if you really want to do a, a Spider-Man tier list, you just gotta get someone else on. I re- we got we just gotta wait for it by this point. Yeah. If you do this to me with across the Spider Verse, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> No, I, I I really want to see Across the Spider Verse. I mean, I really want to see this too, but yeah, but something oh things got in the way for this. Yeah, that's 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 also true. That's very true. Nothing nothing better get in the way for that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you liked Hawkeye. Uh, the complete 180 from our thing of Eternals last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... Oh, actually, speaking of Eternals, real quick, we were like fucking being being very mean about that show before. Um, but, like I said, I didn't hate it, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but I really think it would be a lot better as a series, where you would have time to develop all fucking 15 characters, instead oh, no, of no, no. trying I, to jam them in. I completely agree with you. I it would have been so much better agree. as a series. Especially, yeah. like, the, the whole part where they're like, hey, let's find all the other Eternals. That could have been, like, three episodes, and you get to know all of them. Yeah, and one of them wouldn't just be in the ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. Oh, one more thing about Hawkeye. I I love all the trick arrows. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, it goes from, there's no trick arrows, to let's just make a million trick arrows, fuck it. And they have the they have the pin particle arrows. Yeah, that was good. That was great. I love that I love that bit in the last episode, where they shoot it at the truck, and then, and then Kate's just like, what now? And he's like, you know what, I have no idea. <laughs> Is it morally wrong to shrink someone? He's like, I better just ask Scott about this. And then an owl just fucking takes them. And likely kills them. Yeah, they're dead. They're absolutely dead. They're going to end up in an owl pellet in two weeks. Yep. Oh, oh God. God. All right. Um, uh, there was something else that you watched. There was something else I watched. I watched some more Amphibia. Watched yes. a little bit more. I'm so happy that you're actually, like, making good progress. I'm, I'm getting through season two. I'm getting through it. 
you uh, do you you do you like season two more than season one? Um, I think it started off really strong. I I honestly think it like calmed down a little bit. Um, like I, I liked Marcy at the gates, but I think around that, like a couple of Newtopia episodes and a couple of the ones before that, felt a little bit weaker. Um, yeah. But I, I, overall, I've liked it. Uh, they they had one episode recently when they were back in Wartwood, where it it was like they were like fucking commenting on how like formulaic a lot of the old episodes are. Yeah. <laughs> where I, it was like th- this time it was everybody but um and was fucking up and and doing the fucking liar revealed thing and then and she, and Anne was like yeah this is like exactly what we normally do isn't it? yeah <laughs> i do love it when they get little meta yeah also all the video game references oh yeah the oh god we gotta talk about the fucking shopping cart episode we gotta talk about hopping mall hopping mall which is is one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. Yeah. Was, okay. It, first, first of all, there's just a straight up Smash Bros. KO in the like no ifs, ands, or busts. It was just straight up that. Yeah, as with, a the, reference. with the with the noise and the the effect and everything. The, the lightning effect. Yeah. It was so funny, and the the fact that they just kind of were like, huh, that happened. <laughs> yeah, they'll be all right probably. Yeah, like that episode started out so run of the mill, honestly. Uh-huh. And Actually, even, yeah, yeah, and I even liked the like the side plots, which was, oh, mm-hmm. which was just Polly fucking haggling her way up the ladder. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like fucking that, Dwight from the office haggling up to the telescope. Yeah, it's so funny. Like every time we see her again, like at first she gets like a gold bucket, then like a mini snail. Yeah, like, she, she ends up with like a pet snail butler. <laughs> Yeah, and she just had two coins. <laughs> I, I like how, how it's like, she has she's had this ability the, the whole time, but the only thing that was stopping her was permission from Hot Pop to haggle. I, Polly is a force of chaotic evil if they just let her loose. <laughs> force of nature, yeah. It's so funny, and I love that. Yeah. Also, the fact that, like, Hot Pop is like, you gotta earn it, and then he just goes off and buys a fucking yeah. massage chair from <laughs> Brookstone. <laughs> but they they took Hot Pop out of the episode by just having him like have his mind blown by a fucking massage chair, <laughs> which is the greatest way to do it. it yeah. That that was the way to do it. So funny. Yeah, but I I I think we can't talk about this episode without talking about the ending. Yeah. So first of all, just the ending of the race was like really, really sweet with the mom and the kid. I th- I thought that that they would be like annoying, but it actually ended up like really, really nice. Yeah, because they're like in the end, like they're kind of justified in the way they're acting. Yeah, yeah, and, and also like it wasn't really just out of nowhere. It was like yeah, they they when they were in the middle of the race, they realized what was more important and like fucking stopped it to save Polly. Yeah, it was like it's yeah, they're like they're, they're actually heartless. good people. Yeah, exactly. Which I think I think is something in this show which can just be said outright about almost almost all the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, I think all of them because even Sasha is like starting a little redemption thing. Mm-hmm. But like, nobody in this show is one hundred percent evil, right? Which I they they do a great job of showing. Like, yeah, yeah, people are, are more complex, which is good. Yeah, which they did in Steven Universe too, but like I feel like by the end they they like started fumbling it around a little too much. They they really started fumbling it, yeah. Which in it, but in this show I don't think they have yet, even with just mm-hmm. like a minor character like these two. Mhm. Like yeah, they're doing this because the prize belonged to their mother, like. Mhm. It's a fucking family heirloom. Yeah, like, if if it was a family heirloom from your dead parents, I'm sure you'd do anything to get it back, too. Yeah, exactly. It, it, but, like, you know there's a line. You don't run over a child. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then um, the actual ending of, of the episode was, like, oh, that was, just, that was a sledgehammer out of nowhere. That It was, uh, I, okay, so that was the first thing from Amphibia I ever saw. Real, just, like, that, like, windowsill scene? Yeah, just them standing on the balcony. Or balcony, I, what, yeah. Was the first thing from that sh- this show I had ever seen. It was the reason I was like, I need to watch this show. 
Mm-hmm. Because, like, it, it, he really is just an emotional sledgehammer in every way, shape, and form. Because it's like, she was doing all this for her mother, but you don't really get the sense that, like, she's upset or misses home at all. But and, at end, yeah. Yeah, but at the end, like, you find out how much she actually does. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that, that, that was really, really good. And, um, like, I was literally thinking, like, during the beginning part of that episode, when she was like, oh, I want to get a souvenir um, for my mom, I was like, what about Spring's parents? Like, what's the deal with that? I was literally thinking that, and then at the end of the episode, they, they bring it up. Yeah. No, they, you learn more about Spring's parents as it goes, but, um, like, just that, like, it's just her talking about her mom, and then when she's like, I would give anything to hear her, her singing again, and she's crying, and, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a sob, but it's just, like, happens. Yeah. Like, I absolutely feel where she's coming from. Like, that feeling of, like, homesickness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, like, it, it just hits so hard. And then when, like, Sprig brings up that, and he goes, I like, seriously, he blatantly says in a children's show, can you miss someone that you never knew? Yeah, like, sheesh. Like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, it's moments like that in this show that make me love it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was really, really good. Because it's like they're emotional moments, but they ha- and they come out of nowhere, but they happen so organically. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I that I love that episode. It's a, it's a good show. It's a good show. Yep. I will keep watching. I will let you know how it's yep. going. I remember you texted me when you were watching it. There's a fucking chickalisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I love how they got rid of him. I love how they got rid of him. It's like, oh, dude, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, he was insulted. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to, to defeat a demon from hell. Is to just insult his honor. <laughs> oh, God. But is that all you've been watching? I think that's all I've been watching. Well, I really haven't been playing that much. Just the same stuff as last week, really. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, we've been doing some more takes, too, as per usual. It's still a great game. Still really fun. I, I wonder if we're close to the end. We have to be. I, I think we are. I think we're, like, two levels from the end, something like that. So two I, levels I, till we get to we're rip there. the spine out of that fucking book. I can't book. wait. I can't wait. Legitimately, I don't even care if these two get back together or not anymore. I just want mm-hmm. this book dead. <laughs> yeah. There better be a mini game where you can just teabag the book's corpse. <laughs> Oh no, it better be like, like, you remember how we had to drag the elephant? Yeah. Oh my god. It better be like that. Uh, it'll be a tug of war, but ripping the two halves of the book. Oh my god, that would make me so happy. It'd be so, so cathartic. Oh god, he's legitimately my least favorite video game it's character. awful, awful, I hate him, I hate him, I, but I feel like, I feel like you're meant to, because everyone I know that has played this game also hates the book. I, but no, I think that's 100% because not even the characters in the game like this book. Yeah, nobody does. They were like, let's make a hateable character. And they succeeded. They got, they goddamn passed. I, like, it's going to make it just so much more satisfying when you kill him. Mm-hmm. The complete opposite end of the spectrum from the elephant. <laughs> Ugh. But, oh, oh, wait, one more thing about what I've been playing. I got up to, like, mm. my first boss fight in um, Security Breach. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, th- I hate it. <laughs> the I game really, or the boss fight? The boss fight. I hate the boss. The game is fine. I, like, mm-hmm. I think the game is fun. But, like, I think it's mainly because I've been playing it with Jules specifically. Mm-hmm. So, like... Whenever she comes over, like, we're, like, plotting out our best route to get to where we need to go while avoiding the animatronics and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, in this in this boss fight, I'm fighting Monty Gator. You have to, like, fill up this, like, bucket, and that's going to eventually fall on him, apparently. Mm-hmm. But, like, to do that, you have to run around this area. But he's there, too, 
and like he can just jump around everywhere. So like I'll think I'm safe, and all of a sudden he'll land next to me. And I'm just like, no. Fun. And every time, and every time he dies, every time you die, at least you have to start it all over again. Like I, and I legitimately spend the majority of this fight just running away from him. Oh God! Like it's really difficult. Have, have you been having like bugs in this boss fight, or is that that just the rest of the game? Oh, I've been having bugs everywhere. But, like, in, in this game, it, it, there was one bug in this boss fight that actually was really funny. He caught me, but for some reason he couldn't, like, get to me, even though I was standing right in front of him. <laughs> so he, was, he ran at me, then turned around, ran away, then ran back at me from the other side, turned around, ran away. Oh, so as long as, I stayed in that, as long as I stayed in that corner, I was safe. But That's like, really funny. But, like, I couldn't beat him while I was in that corner. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but like, yeah, the the textures are, there's a lot of texture popping and a lot of frames dropping. Mm hmm. But like, I'm always wondering, like, would it be better if I was like playing this on like a newer PS4 or a PS5? I just I just wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard the game is really buggy just in general, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that would help. Yeah, who knows? But like, it, it's buggy, but not like to the point where I can't play the game. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, that that and it takes two is pretty much all we've been playing, Security right? Breach. Um yeah, I, I picked up Dark Souls three again. I finally beat that scumfuck champion gunder. He's so fucking hard, I swear to god. Wow, a boss in a Dark Souls game is hard? Okay, it, this one was particularly hard. He was harder I had more trouble with this asshole than with fucking um aldrich devourer of gods uh i had more trouble with this one than fucking pontiff sulevan or dancing blades i had way more trouble with this boss i it was so fucking hard but i beat it yeah so now we're moving on yep i i remember watching you play him and i was just like i hope he never beats this guy i literally had to spend like two nights just fucking slamming my head against this asshole yep <laughs> <laughs> until i until i finally won that that's a new saying i've never heard before yeah yeah slamming my head against this asshole yeah you know how it goes mm -hmm. absolutely uh but yeah that's it for what we watch when we playing uh now on like we have we have like 15 minutes should we do the final thing or um uh, i'm going to just wrap up let's just wrap up wrap up all right, yeah, we'll save the best and worst cast for next week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's it's a little shorter one, but we don't care because Mom is calling us up for dinner. I'm hungies. I am hungies too. So thank you again for stopping by. Be sure to let us know what you want to talk about more in on the Twitter at AnotherSam17. And yeah, get out of our house. Have a wonderful night.